on over the past seven days since we spoke last week. But, gee, there's a lot to come along this week as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty going on down in Victoria, I suppose. Let's start with the, the two Group 1 finals down there, the Sapphire Crown and Harrison Dawson this Thursday night. Uh, and, of course, we've got heats of the Sandown Cup as well. Um, we'll have a chat about those first. What caught your eye last week in those heats? Well, there was plenty of good winners. I'll deal with the uh, the Sapphire Crown first, but the box draw was made for an interesting final. Um, we saw, wow, she's fast return uh, from, from the West and recorded a big win, J Baby JC, one plagiarised was a bit of a surprise. Now, we hadn't seen plagiarised since October. Obviously, uh, uh, Fernando Bale out of Kanzan, so a strong connection there in New South Wales. But uh, it was terrific winning off the red. Kelsey Bale was beaten. But the way the box draw was panned out, they're going to have their work cut out. Uh, wow, she's fast out in box seven with the good beginner uh, inside of Baby JC. Bit of pace up near the fence. Magic Muffin was a really good run when running second in the heat. And it's come up with the red box, and not surprisingly, it's been a big, big mover in the market, which we'll get to a little bit later. But terrific final, that uh, Group 1 Sapphire Crown final on Thursday night. Yeah, you mentioned that New South Wales connection with Plagiarise for Brooke and Jamie Ennis. For those who don't know at home, um, she was bred in New South, Wales, uh, New South Wales by Clinton Payne and Paul Joyce. Um, Kansan, she was a superstar of her own, right? And this, this girl is owned by Mark Alardi. Um, I'm not sure if you know Daff, but he owns no. Marquis Stud. And he, he actually bought Red Zell as a weanling and later on sold him. So the racing okay. connections run deep there. Yeah, it certainly does. So um, it'll have its work cut out in the final uh, from that middle draw. But the time that it ran the other night and that first section, I think it ran 5.02 early, uh, which is slipping along for one that we haven't seen run those sort of splits before. But I, I guess, uh, you know, that maybe that extended uh, period of time on the sidelines has certainly uh, done plagiarise some good. The Harrison-Dawson final this week. Now, uh, there were a few upsets in the heats, uh, probably none more so than Kai Bale, which uh, for those following on Sky Channel or Sky Racing Active was tipped on top by our very own Jason Lincoln. I think it was something like 26 into 15. It's got box three in the final. Amron Boyd. I don't know what you made of his run, Cat. It, it was rather strange. I mean, he was boxed to win, but he just seemed to find his own trouble heading into the first turn and round towards the catching pen. It was a serviceable run, but I think he's much, much better than that. Yeah, absolutely. He just did the wrong thing at the wrong times a couple of times during the run. I think he just, um, yeah, just, just zigged when he should have zagged, just... Uh, just did a few silly things that we don't normally expect from him, but he, as you say, he's a better dog than that. So I'd expect him to improve. Um, the two boys that I gave a good push to last week in the all-in market, Trapeteers and Troopeteers, both made it through. So mm. I think they were $26 and $41. So hopefully some listeners chimed in there. Um, and, and of course, there's another New South Wales connection there. They're owned by Central Coast breeder Michael Ivers. And what a run he's having at the moment, Duff. This line just keeps producing, and it's scary to think that these two dogs who have already run a Cornella in the launching pattern are in a group one this Thursday. They're not even the best one in the litter. He goes around tonight at Gosford. Yeah, that's right. Um, you just got to wonder, wonder where this litter can end up. Obviously, they're bred along staying lines, but two uh, powerhouse sprinters, these two trapeteers and, and troopeteers, they've run quick times already from only a handful of starts. They look like they'll get a trip, uh, and I'm not sure how long it'll be before we see them go over the longer trip, but they've drawn pretty ordinarily in the final. Trapeteers 4, 
Trooper Tears in six. Uh, good beginner out wide, Stealthy in eight. Dundee Smokey was rather impressive in the heat. It ran 5.05 early. Uh, it's, it's had a handful of runs now back from a spell. It recently ran 22.15 at Geelong over the short, so it's got plenty of pace. Amron, boy, he's drawn where he wants to be in box two. He has got Fred Rose on the inside and Kai Bale outside him. Trappeteers, I don't think there's anything that's going to get in his road early. So, you know, the way that it looks at the moment, he should be up camp behind mm-hmm. either Dundee Smokey or perhaps Stealth coming down from the outside. So I can see why he's $2.60 favourite, but on last week's run, I just don't know whether I'd be rushing in to take that. Yeah, and one other one that I did want to mention from the two Group 1 finals, Daff this week, jumping back to the Sapphire Crown. I think there's been plenty of hype around Welsh's fast going for back-to-back titles, but I think it's also important to mention an incredible training performance by Team Sharp, who have Let's Win Coin. She actually ran second behind Welsh's fast in the Sapphire mm. Crown last year. Uh, she was bred in New South Wales by Brad Barnes and was sold after a few starts to um, Ed Burrett over in South Australia. So it's a nice story there, and what a job they've done with her as well. You're right, and the the good thing with Let's Win Coin has lost a little bit of that zip that uh, she used to display some 12 or so months ago, but, I mean, she's been a very, very serviceable greyhound, and there's been a bit of interest in her, 34 into 19. Maybe on spec that, you know, she might land in front. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, closer to home for us in New South Wales, there were three heats of the Brother Fox on Saturday night at Dubbo, uh, that's where we're going to start this week before we get into our first guest. She's a pearl. She was once again too good despite missing the start and she's been installed as the favourite for the race. Gutsy run. Uh, had box seven and didn't really come out running. Tab has same race multis on Tab. On selected meetings, you can now choose multiple runners in the same race with Tab's same race multi, where you can combine a selection to win with a selection to run top four to get more. For same race multis on Tab, Download the Tab app. Not available to SA account holders and SA residents. Available on the Tab app on selected Australian thoroughbred and greyhound races. T's and C's apply. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Form Guide. Brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. You win some, you lose more. Skipped breakfast. There was a quote from Lance Franklin yesterday as the booing debate continues, and he simply said, I haven't got much to say. Everything's been said, so I'm not going to talk about it. So let's move forward, folks. Like, I don't, I don't really know what this is about. I don't know why, what we're saying. To, are we saying to fans that when you go to a sporting event now in this country, you're not allowed to boo people? Can't are we saying that? Maybe they're saying boo words. <laughs> Great episode. Oh, <laughs> Cookie oh, 42, oh. how are you? I was saying boo words. <laughs> <laughs> The Big Sports Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Pick your favourite Kia, from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos, or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh yeah, looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. 
Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Australasia's next generation of sail and track stars are set to shine at the 2023 Magic Millions National Wheeling Sail on the Gold Coast. From the sail source of stars including Zoostar, Piero, Stay Inside and Ellsberg comes the cream of the latest wheeling crop. Australia's leading sires all have representation as well as stock by 22 exciting first season stallions. The Magic Millions National Wheeling Sail featuring Australasia's finest. May 18 and 19 on the Gold Coast. To view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. You. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing coming out all right on the inside. I'm loving it. Begin as well as fascinate Trump who goes forward and it goes up in the centre to lead. In behind them there, Aglid Lua railing into it strongly, followed by Wiradjuri Jack. Then came Sipping Maserati. We don't share. Down the back and I'm loving it. Kicked away. Three clear on fascinate Trump. Trying to get out after him again. Zipping Maserati further back. Then came Wiradjuri Jack. They're on the corner and I'm loving it with a hand. Andy Brake kick clear at the top of the straight and it's racing away. I'm loving too good for zipping Maserati third close. Either Wiradjuri Jack or Fascinate Trump. Then came yeah, top win there by I'm Loving It, who's really hitting his straps at the moment. And his trainer, Craig Chapelau, joins us now. First of all, good morning to you, Craig. And you must be wrapped to have two through to another big one this week. Yeah, good morning, Kat. Just, uh, yeah, very excited to get the two through. So uh, hopefully we have some luck on Saturday. Craig, it's Jared Daffy here. I'm loving it. Was was that a surprise? I know she had the red box, but she was a pretty big price in in a good field. Got a Jared. Uh, yeah, actually, it's a he. And um, no, I was sort of uh, reasonably confident when he drew inside because that's always been uh, something he's favoured in all of his other starts. Uh, the only concern was not going to Dubbo to trial, but uh, just things didn't plan out that way. And we basically just thought he'd always trialled well wherever else we'd taken him. So. I didn't think a trial would be like crucial, but it would have been helpful. But um, box one was the main key there on Saturday. And your little girl Embrace, she ran a cracking second behind She's a Pearl in her heat. Um, what did you make of that performance? Because for a little while there, it looked like she might just roll the face. Yeah, well, down the back, I actually thought we were going to miss out altogether, running fourth down the back and knowing who was in front of us. But... Uh, yeah, she just made the right moves, uh, turning for home, went between runners and, yeah, got within a neck of uh, She's a Pearl, which is a massive run. So, uh, yeah, whether uh, she's come up with the same draw again here on Saturday night. And, uh, I think I've said a few times I probably would prefer the two of my runners to be boxed around the other way, but um, it is what it is there. So uh, hopefully they can both run good races. Yeah, she was certainly motoring home. When I had a look through her record um, leading into that race, I was a little bit surprised she'd only won seven, or she's won eight from 48. I thought she would have had more wins, but she's always raced against the very best. Uh, yeah, that's true. Her record, like win record, isn't uh, the best, but uh, she has definitely raced in some very hard races. And right from the first maiden race where she got beat by French Martini up in the Robert Smith Memorial Race at the Gardens, that sort of set the tone for her whole career. We've uh, put her in a few of the better races and um, she's done quite well, but obviously a record, uh, win record isn't isn't there, but um, now I'm more than happy with what she's achieved. Uh, she won a heat of the Easter egg and made the Pours of Thunder final and she's won a group one. So, uh, yeah, no, she's been terrific for me and my dad. And ability-wise, how do the two stack up? Because I'm loving it. He's really starting to put it together now. And he, he went 29.60-odd at Wentworth Park a few runs back. So 
um, looking at their form, I wouldn't be surprised if there was too much between the pair of them. No, I think the only time they have raced him, Brace got the better of him that night out at Wenny a couple of starts ago, but he was unlucky uh, at, at the start there. So, uh, yeah, he's still got a lot of upside, I think. Um, I'm loving it. He's uh, only lightly raced, and, and she's still competing a couple of good races up till now. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll only keep improving. And uh, a good attribute with him, he has early pace, and, um, yeah, and he's getting stronger, which we were a little concerned early in his career how he'd go over the 500 uh, whereas he's showing now he can run out a good 500 and yeah with embrace um, probably look towards heading maybe up over a 600 again down the track just see how she goes in the next few runs anyway it's a big advantage to on the inside there at Dubbo uh, as we know but she's one that probably not really suited there we saw a uh, run second now after red last start and then Needed a lot of luck to win at Wendy Park off the inside. What do you make of the draw and those around her? Yeah, well, obviously, um, I w- as I said, I would have rather them swap boxes, my two, but um, she did race in the Bill and Peg Miller uh, 0-2 race last year after running second in a heat. She she drew the eight in the final, which on paper I thought was perfect for her, but a couple of the local experts said how hard it is to cross from out wide, and that proved the case, and she... Uh, some interference on the first turn and was never in the race so I won't say no to box one uh, in the final even though she's probably not ideally boxed from it she she did manage to navigate her way around quite smart there on Saturday in a heat so I think with another run under a belt um, but just sort of running for a little bit of luck she probably just doesn't have the pace like I'm loving it that could have led off the one so we're going to have to sit close to him down the back and uh, have any chance um yeah, with him, he uh, he's just got to nail the start, and there is a little bit of pace in uh, four and five, so he's got to try and get across over them, and then um, yeah, uh, she's a pearl, the obvious one in three. If she can find the front, she'll be hard to run down. And last Probably one. For, Sorry, go on, Kat. Last one from me, Craig. Um, I know that you you've said in the press that you're obviously most afraid of she's a pearl, but the one thing you would say is she's not faultless early these days. Oh, no, that's right. But um, I think just racing a few times and watching her whole career, like just when you think she might be uh, vulnerable, she finds a way to win. So uh, I go in uh, knowing that and uh, just hoping we can try and run the best of our races to beat her. Um, there is others in the race, obviously. Winter All Class has got a terrific record and she's probably nicely boxed out in seven. Um had a look at the track and now she's raced there and, and done well so uh, there's, there could be a number of improvers from the heat so uh, it's not all about she's a pearl but I think she deserves to be favourite and uh, everyone else is going to have to be at their very best to beat her I think you're right about that Craig you don't really have an overly big kennel but it's a fantastic effort to have two into the final of the brother Fox embrace sitting up there off the red box and I'm loving it out in box six one of the roughies of the field Wish you all the best there next Saturday night and, uh, yeah, hopefully Embrace can come away with the money. Yeah, either one would be nice. Uh, I know Ray Holt, the owner of I'm Loving It, is heading up with his wife, so um, he's got to do the handling honours for us there on Saturday. So, fingers crossed, uh, either one would be terrific to get a win. Thanks for your time this morning, Craig. All right, thanks, Jared. Thanks, Kat. There he was, uh, Craig Chapelow, with two runners in, uh, in that Brother Fox on Saturday night. Get live racing on tap with the Tap app. See every earth-shattering race live. 
with not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels. Plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the Tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Brain tumour. Migraine. Dementia. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au. Australasia's next generation of sail and track stars are set to shine at the 2023 Magic Millions National Wheeling Sail on the Gold Coast. From the sail source of stars including Zoostar, Piero, Stay Inside and Ellsberg comes the cream of the latest Wheeling crop. Australia's leading sires all have representation as well as stock by 22 exciting first season stallions. The Magic Millions National Wheeling Sail featuring Australasia's finest. May 18 and 19 on the Gold Coast. To view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Don't miss New Zealand's largest breeding stock sale of the year. New Zealand Bloodstock's National Weanling and Broodmare Sale is brimming with pinhooking, breeding and investment potential. Weanling graduates have won 12 Group 1 races and 70 stakes races in the last seven seasons. Plus, all Weanlings are eligible for the lucrative Kanaka Million Series. Join us at Kanaka on the 16th of June, nzb.co.nz. New Zealand Bloodstock, where winning begins. Get more on tap at your local with the Tap app. Share every race with your mates, live. Plus exclusive in-venue markets and offers. And a bit of this. This too. This. Go, you good thing. And inevitably, this. For exclusive markets and offers on tap, use venue mode at your local on the Tab app. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing, Nengar Larry flew out, goes straight to the early lead. Bellyuna trying to go up on its outside. Zipping Remus was up there and got an awful bother and dropped back through the field with Bellyuna. Meanwhile, leader is Nengar Larry out about eight in front. Nengar Luna goes to second, then followed by Rana Ringo. Behind them runners would have been the other one there, Zipping Remus. They're coming around the corner and it's all Nengar Larry. Missed all the trouble, went straight to the front. And Nengar Larry with a handy break. Second will go to Nengar Luna, got to the line well again. A long gap back to active Thor. And yeah, that was a top by win by Corey. Nengar Larry in a heat of the Bill and Peg Miller Memorial there on Saturday night at Dubbo. And we're now joined by his co-trainer Dennis Barnes. Good morning to you Dennis. It was a super run there. You must have been really happy with the performance. Yeah I was Kat. No, he was very impressive the other night. Dennis you got three winners uh, out of those heats. Nangar Larry, Nangar Lucy, Nangar Nelly. Uh, most of, I think all three practically led all the way. Did you expect Nangar Larry to run a lot quicker than the other two? Yeah he's always shown more early pace than the other two. Um, Ninga Nelly, uh, she can run time on her own. Uh, not quite as quick early, but she's still very strong at the finish. But yeah, I thought he, if he let, he'd run some time. 
Little Nangar Nelly, geez, she's been impressive to start her career. She went through the Maiden series at the Gardens and that final at the Gardens was a bit helter-skelter. There was uh, three falls in the race and she did a remarkable job to not only stay on her feet but win. Uh, I didn't think she had any right to win that final at the Gardens. She looks very special. Yeah, she does. She's um, she's very good in the field. Um, for a dog that's only had three starts, she's... Uh, no, she does a good job when she's behind. She, uh, she's a good little chaser. And going back to Nangar Larry, he's by Shimmershine. We're just starting to see the emergence of, of a few of these, uh, particularly in Victoria. Dennis, uh, they've got pace. They run, they run time. They can handle any shape track. He looks like he's a greyhound of the future. I saw him win that uh, maiden at Tamora. He ran fast time there as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. No, he, he seems to be able to handle any size track, so... Um, you know, we'll just see what happens over the next few months. It's very exciting with him. Now, he's, Larry, uh, he's... Yeah, sorry. So, sorry, Dennis. I was going to say, Larry's also a brother to Royal Nangar, who you own. He's trained by Jack Smith, and he goes around in the in the Brother Fox final later on the night. And also from that litter is Miss McGraw, who's trained by Jack and owned by your yeah. daughter, Sandra. So you've got quite a dominance of runners in this Saturday night. Um Talk us through Miss McGraw and Royal Nangar and I suppose the decision to send them to Jack to train and um, what you make of their chances in the races. Oh, no. Well, Jack's been a family friend of ours for many, many years. Um, and we, we we always, you know, not always, but we sometimes we give him a few to train. He's, like, he's a good trainer. And, um, no, that's what we did. My daughter um, got Miss McGraw, which is a good little bitch. Very fast, very strong, and um, you know she's the one to beat in the final. Um, and we decided to send, or she decided to send it to Jack, and um, so Jack has got um, a few good dogs here with him. He's always got a good dog, and he he does travel all over the country with them. So yeah, that was one of the reasons why uh, she went there. And she came out running in, in the heat, Miss McGraw, and went around that first turn, nailed to the fence. It's such a huge advantage to know your way around that Dubbo track. It's pretty tight, isn't it? You've got to have a couple of runs over that 500 or you've got no chance. Mm. And uh, Royal Nangar, we just touched on him. He goes around in the Brother Fox final. Not ideally drawn in box five, but the I guess the, the local experience is going to hold him in good stead there. He's an $8 chance. What do you make of his chance in the Brother Fox? Look, he, he, he always seems to put himself into the race, in any type of race. He, um, you know, he went down to Sydney, um, he won those two in a row down there, and um, any track, any, any shape, he, he puts himself into it. So, no, I, don't, I wouldn't dis, discard him. He, um, he's, got that, he's got that early pace, um, and he's got the track experience, of course. So, no, he, he's got to be in there. You're going to have a bit of fun with these uh, going forward. Dennis, if I could just, before we let you go, briefly touch on Nangar Rocket. Now, he went to Sandown last week and ran third, but he's not in the heats of the Sandown Cup this week. Yeah, look, he, he's a dog that's got to jump on the bunny. Uh, I don't think he's a dead-set true stayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it might have knocked him around a little bit. Like he's had four 700s in four weeks. And I just thought he would have showed a little bit more pace at Sandown. And I thought I might have just done him a little injustice if I'd have took him back this week. And I think there's some races in Brisbane in another three weeks to a month. And I think we'll be heading there. 
Yeah, there is. He'd be an ideal dog around Albion Park. He's He's got pace, as we know, and, and you're right. He, he was battling last week when he couldn't get across from the eighth box, but we saw him in the 7.15 the week before, so we know what kind of pace he's got. Yeah, that's his racing style. You can work him, you know, fairly hard, um, and he still runs the same race. He just doesn't improve much more than that. I reckon his ideal distance is Albion Park 7.10th. Um, but, you know, that's about as far as he, he, he... We're just hoping he can jump in front one day in, in a group one and um, and hold them off. But he, he's not a come from behind dog. No, he should be able to do that. All right, Dennis, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, Going to be very, very interested in that final at uh, at Dubbo, the, the Bill and Peg Miller final, from, from yeah, my point be. of view, to see what uh, Nangar Larry can run if he happens to jump in front. Yeah, he's not ideally drawn. Um, I think Nengar Nelly's most will be the best of ours drawn, but he's got more pace than her. But I tell you what, I don't want um, Miss McGaw sitting on uh, his backside coming from home because she's very strong. Have a word to Jack. I'm sure he'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he, but he, he did me some trainer advice for this week's for Larry. <laughs> All right, Dennis, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, as I said, you've got a very, very strong hand in that final on Saturday night and looking forward to seeing how the other Nangars go around the country and hopefully we see you up north for the upcoming Albion Park uh, Carnival. Thanks for your time. Okay, thanks for having me. Bye. There he was, Dennis Barnes. Got some good dogs in that kennel at the moment, Cat. Absolutely, and there is one bloke that is never short of a good dog. It's Dennis Barnes. He's got plenty in that line. It's just, it just amazes me just how every generation he just gets fast dogs. Certainly does. We'll take a short break and be back soon. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. Get live racing on tap with a tap app. See every earth-shattering race live. With not one, not two, but all three Sky Racing channels. Plus tips from Sky experts. And a bit of this. This too. Some of this. And this. For all three Sky Racing channels on tap, download the Tap app. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And away, Wow She's Fast was only fair to begin. Vader Bale, as usual, found the lead. Wow She's Fast is a length and a half away and closes in. Up to third was Pandemic. Behind them was Pepita. Off the speed was Soda Extreme. And then came Modern Kalinda. And last of all was Trending Yale. But going to the front was Wow She's Fast. Takes Koff by four on Vader Bale. Running on was Pepita. And then came Pandemic. But it's Wow She's Fast. Shani, my darling, welcome home. Wow, she's fast by six over Pepita and Vader Bale has run third. Behind them, Pandemic and Soda Extreme. 
Yeah, that was wow, she's fast, aiming to go back-to-back in the Sapphire Crown this Thursday night at Sandown Park. And we've got her breeder, something a little bit different on Sky Sports Radio this morning, Peter Craig joining us now to to have a a bit of a chat from his perspective of what it's been like to to watch her go around and do what she's done. She's the, the sport's highest ever stakes earner, so she's an incredible little girl. Good morning to you, Peter. You must be absolutely in awe of what you've produced. Yes. Uh, good morning, Kat. Good morning, Jared. No, it's uh, it's been wonderful just to think that uh, we were able to, uh, yeah, breed the, the the world champion. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it since uh, she was up your spine watching her race. She's such a, a brilliant dog to race, and uh, you know I think my wife gets a bit upset sometimes. We sold her, but um, in the end uh, we certainly bred her, and uh, uh, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful watching her race. Yeah. Peter, 31 starts now, 20 wins. And of that, she's won 13 from 16 at Sandown, but $2.4 million in stake money. Now, that damn line, Fairer Face, I think, did you race Fairer Face? And what was she like? Yeah, we, we raced uh, Fairer Face. We bred Fairer Face. We raced her grandmother, uh, Catch Up Sunday. Um, we bought... Well, it was uh, a quick she dog. Was, she was... Um, she made a, a Cram and Cup final, one at the Meadows over 600. Um mm-hmm. And then we bred with her, and her first litter by our Grand Senor through a Waterloo Cup winner, and um, a lot of winners, no real city winners, they they struggled to get 500 that litter. And then the next litter, um, we had a bit of trouble breeding with um, Mum, and um, after the Waterloo Cup win, um, it had been three years since she'd come on season, had her opened up, and she had cysts on the ovaries, and we had those cleaned out, and... um, Six weeks later, she came on season and we went to Barsia Bale, um, who hadn't long retired to stud, and uh, but only got two bitches from the litter. Um, okay. One was fair of face, and um, she was by far the best. The other one um, won about a dozen races, um, but uh, wasn't uh, dynamic rainbow, certainly wasn't to the same ability as her sister. But fair of face... Um, was a, a top class bitch. You know, she was in the laurels that was won by Uphill Jill, um, Strike a Light. She ran fourth in that laurels. Um, she was a bitch that liked to draw the outside and she drew the check and um, Uphill Jill drew the red, so she sort of made it for her running off a bit to the first turn. But she ran fourth in that. Um, I think Panda Bale knocked her off in the straight for, to run a place in the laurels. And the laurels has always been a, a great. Uh, uh, race for brood bitches, really. I mean, if you look over the years, some of the, the, the champions of our um, breeding barn certainly came uh, through the laurels and maybe not one, but, uh, you know, we're, we're up close. And now she's had two litters. You sent her to Fernando Bale, first of all, and I suppose they were a handy enough litter, but pales in comparison to what the Mybro Fabio litter have done because aside from her, there have been some very fast dogs in the race. He's no slouches. Um, probably one of the other, I guess, headline acts of the litter. Um, and yeah, there's been a couple of a couple of others just looking them up now. Got no Broies earned thirty four thousand dollars, and a couple of others that have um, earned up around the sort of forty fifty thousand dollar mark. So you must yeah. be absolutely thrilled with how they've done as a whole. Yeah, the the first litter, as you said, Fernando Bar. We had a, a dozen of them, and um, they, we won a lot of races. But again. Um, really struggled in town and um and then 
when we had the Fernando Bale litter at the time, I think we had about four litters, um, uh, two out of uh, Fairer Face and two out of one of our other broodies. Um, and um, so we said, well, you know, we've got eight pups here. Um, we really only want to keep about five of them. We've only got room for about five, so we'd better sell three. And um, so we sold three of the bitches for the, the big tally of eight and a half thousand in total. So um, uh, Greg Sprod certainly did a good deal there. And um, we'd, we'd raced in the laurels. I think we knocked off one of his bitches in the heats. Um, Jackie Greeno trained um, and it led and, and Farrah Face ran it down and uh, Greg, when he rang, when I'd advertised the pup, said, oh, I remember this bitch, you know, she was pretty strong over the 500. And and um, the Mybro Fabio litter, um, the breeding, in fact, I used Fernando Bale because I'd bought that straw for her, her mother for catch-up Sunday and, and she had um, she got sick and we lost her and um, so I couldn't use it. And, and so we used that um, on fair face first up but the Mybro Fabio cross was the one that I wanted. Um, uh, Farrah Face is a granddaughter of Bella Portrait, a, a half-sister to Primo Uno, and, and um, Primo Uno is the grandsire of uh, Mybro Fabio, so I was pretty keen to do that cross, and uh, it's worked sensationally. Um, yeah, so it's it's been a, a fantastic litter for us. The three that we sold could all run. In fact, talking to Greg, I don't think... Um, Wow, she's fast was the quickest one breaking in. Uh, but there's been a few, you know, like all fast dogs, um, uh, they're not always the soundest. And I think um, a couple of the bitches, well, I've got one that did her Achilles racing and they had one that did an Achilles racing. And um, they're pretty brave pups in a race. And um, I think one of them uh, went where Eve, uh, where angels fear to tread and, and actually broke a leg uh, at the meadow so you know we've got a few nice brood bitches um one of the ones from the litter that i raced and was certainly very handy at pre-training uh, she broke a toe at her first start at sale when i thought she was a pretty fair thing and um so we had a litter of pups there 14 months old and and the other one the bitch that we had um the litter sister um, we've got a litter that are four months old now, so yeah, we're we're moving on with the generations. But uh, it's been a wonderful, a wonderful thrill for us. Peter, before we let you go, am I right in saying that there's been a repeat mating? My bow Fabio had a fair face. Uh, she had some pups recently. Yes, yeah, they're three months old. Uh, sorry, one month old. Uh, uh, one month old tomorrow. We had seven. Um, there was eight in the first litter and the seven in the second litter. We had a bit of trouble breeding with her and um, we lost, uh, um, we missed last year and um, uh, this time uh, we've got uh, four boys and three girls and, um, oh, they're magnificent pups. Uh, um, so, yeah, we're, we're very uh, excited about the prospect with them. Any of those be for sale? Uh, possibly, possibly. We really haven't decided yet. Um, okay. Again, we, we've got we've got quite a few um, litters on the ground. Um, I've got a couple of uh, litters here, and um, my partner's got a couple of litters at his place um, that are in our syndicate. And um, so, yeah, we we we'd certainly you know, listen to offers if uh, anybody was interested. Well, there you go. You've obviously got a lot of money, potential money, sitting out in that backyard, given what we've seen with. Uh... Wow, she's fast, neat. 
even he's no slouch. He's been a good dog for you. A couple of uh, placings in country cups. So hopefully the run continues. I'm sure you get a lot of joy out of uh, Wow She's Fast winning, as we all do. And good luck Thursday night and good luck in the future. Thanks, Jared. That was great. Thanks, Peter. There he was, Peter Craig. Yeah, and what um, I reckon if he is to sell any of those pup staff, I think if Tyrone and Greg want one, there'd be quite a little bit of a tax hike. How, how much do you reckon they'd go fellas. for? Thirty or forty thousand? Oh, geez, it's hard to it's hard to sell pups for that. I just can't even comprehend that a pup could be worth that much. No, but, either can I. I mean, but what, yeah. what do you sell them for? Like they're just invaluable, aren't they? Yeah, he's been around Greyhounds a long time, Peter Craig. Actually, he's president of the Lang Lang Coursing Club, and I think he used to be president of the NCA as well. Always had a handy dog, but obviously a terrific breeder as well. Yeah, and he's no slouch, actually. Won the Waterloo Cup last year, so mm. um, as we said, the, the litter's been sensational. Now, before we wrap things up, Duff, I did just want to pass on our condolences to the family of Joan Singline, who passed away yesterday for... Those listening at home, Joan and her late husband, George, they were absolute legends in the Hunter Valley, Central Coast area. Uh, they've trained a stack of good dogs over the years, including a fellow called Scott of Minmai, who won the Vic Peters in 1979. That was a few years before I was born, but I did a, did a bit of research on some of their good dogs and um, too many to go through. But George and Joan, they had five daughters, Jenny, Lorraine, Rhonda, Nolene and Carol, all of which have got an interest in greyhound racing still. Lorraine, of course, owns Tarawai Rocky, who recently won the Nara Puppy Classic. Carol and her husband, Jeff, have had plenty of success in the area, and they even trained a treble at Gosford last week. And Nolene, she's had a terrific run in recent years with her greyhounds. Her current mm. kennel star, Fascinate Mel, goes around at Gosford tonight, so hopefully Joan's watching over her. And speaking to Nolene on Saturday about her mum, uh, before she passed away, she said Joan was still following the dogs and he had even been... Um, Cuddling a couple that? of young pups that Nolene had had at her house earlier that day. She showed me a photo. The pups are only about three or four weeks old. And mum was sitting on the lounge cuddling them. So, uh, Joan, she was passionate until the end. And um, no doubt she's going to be sorely missed. So, condolences to her family. Yes, I didn't know, Joan. But just reading some of the uh, tributes over the past uh, day or so, quite clearly from a very, very strong Greyhound family, and that's passed on to uh, to the rest of the family. You're, you're right, there's been some good dogs there of recent times as well. So, yes, yeah, sincere condolences uh, to Joan's family. Uh, naturally enough, she'll be sadly missed. Absolutely, and uh, I think that just about wraps us up this week, Duff. So, anything to say before we go? Uh, no, looking forward to some of these races uh, coming up. Oh, I just want to see how well she's fast and company going that Sapphire Crown on Thursday night. Uh, and, of course, we've got four heats of the Sandown Cup over the long trip. They've come from far and wide for that. So plenty of focus everywhere this week, but looking forward to Thursday night. So no doubt next week uh, we'll be able to talk about that final and, and a bit of a recap of the two features in Melbourne and whatever else is going on around the country, which is always is, Kat. So thank you for your time this morning. You behave yourself, which I'm sure you will. Plenty of winners always ahead for you too. Hopefully. Here's open at Gosford tonight. What race and what box? Uh, race seven, number four, Sandstorm Rico. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully he can go back to back. He was impressive there last week, but it's a he was, bit yeah. of a class jump tonight. But yeah, he'll, um, I'm sure he'll do himself proud. Kennel's on fire. We'll be cheering for you. Thanks for your time this morning, Kat. Thanks, Daph.